0: Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear.
1: I'm yeah.
0: gorgeous. The words of David Amelech, who used to calm himself down. Nefesh, please, settle down. Come, go back to Menucha, go back to tranquility. The great ones would talk to themselves and calm themselves down. Hashem I would like to learn a few things on Parsha Shemois. We really need a few months or years to learn Parsha Shemois. We make a feeble attempt in a few days to learn to grab on to what we can. Baruch Hashem will have long lives to continue with Parash Hashem, but I want to share a few things. The first thing I want to do is I want every once in a while we get a little window and a glimpse into greatness that's very, very inspiring. There's some, there's an important word called sheifos, aspirations. We spoke today, this morning, we learned together with some of the chevro. We all have lofty places we want to be, and a big part of life is reconciling. We have places we want to be, and where we are, and a process towards. Where we are, and a process towards. Sophisticated people can hear great things, know they're not there, be inspired and moved, accept where I am and start a journey. I accept as there, I'm not there, I accept where I am and a journey. It's called Sheifai's aspirations. We have discussed many times, and Akiva brilliantly spoke about it a week ago, Shabbos. There's a male aspect and a female. Males always want to conquer more. That's a male instinct to want to conquer more. And the feminine, feminine trait is to be satisfied with what I have. Both are essential. There's only Shlemus when we have a marriage of the two. We all have the male component and the female component in us. Obviously, a man is dominated by the male component and a lady is dominated by the female component. The sense of a man is to want more. When my kids go to play a game, I always say, go win. And my wife says, Daniel, and she says, go have fun. By me, win, conquer. Complete. Capture more. And to a lady, you're good already. Have fun and enjoy. You're good who you are, as you are, what you are. Is the male and the female. We need both aspects. This room you're in, I call the room of aspirations, of aspiring. Any sophisticated person comes to yeshiva because they aspire to get better, bigger, more, to grow to learn more Tyra, to be a better prayer, to daven better, to work on Midais. This is a room of aspirations. The only way this room is safe is if also you know how to celebrate what you have. Sameach b'chelkoi. This is a dangerous room if you have aspirations unchecked by sameach b'chelkoi. A great joy of what I have and who I am and what I've done. Both things are essential. Amazingly, when a guy walks into this room, Yonatan, there's a prayer, a guy says, and he prays, it's a Mishnah in Brachos, that a person prays for success in this room. Upon exiting this amazing room, Ayid says, "May daani thanks Hashem for what he acquired. You must be happy with what you have. Shabbos is Nekeva, Shabbos Malkasa. Shabbos is ba. Shabbos ba Menuchas tranquility. The celebration of who we are, of what we have. It's ein haba. Shabbos celebrates what I have, who we are." A lot of Yid and they review on Shabbos. Instead of conquering new stuff, Shabbos is the celebration to what I have. That's what it means Hashem rested on Shabbos. That's what it means that Yid rests on Shabbos. But this is the two aspects of conquering further and celebrating what we have. Both aspects a person needs. One of the beautiful things, if you meet somebody who's doing great things, who is great, is you get Asagas. In Hebrew, it's called asagais, in English, Aspirations. You hear Madragas, and it's very, very important. Every once in a while, the Torah gives us a window into greatness. There's a pasuk, three words in this week's parasha, Shemais, that we must study It's a dazzling window. If you understand God is made, is testifying on a person, the following testimony, you could lose your breath. It's like breathtaking. I want to share three words in a pasuk just to share a hasag of something that's possible. Aaron Akoyan is running the Jewish people. Maisha Rabbeinu has been banished from Mitzrayim. Parai wants to kill him. It got back to Parai that Misha killed the Mitzri. And he sees in Misha, remember Maisha Rabbeinu, his daughter, saved Misha Rabbeinu? In a tremendous story, it's a story within a story. Parai is afraid. Parai is afraid the Yidin will rise. Parai is afraid of the Yidin's success. And Paroi makes a that all Jewish children have to be killed. Every child has to be thrown into the Yamsuf and killed. And Hashem, in an amazing mockery of Mitzrayim, Hashem yilag lomai, Hashem laughs at the scoffers. Paroi doubts Hashem ni Hashem. And an amazing mockery to Paroi, Parai who's trying to make sure the Yidin don't escape, who's trying to quote-unquote thwart Hashem's plan, his daughter goes to be Megayer to convert to Yiddishkeit. While she's being Megayer. his daughter, who in his mind is wayward, he's rebelling against Hashem, his daughter converts to Yiddishkeit, when she goes to the water to convert to Yiddishkeit, she sees Maishu Rabbeinu in the Yam dying. She rescues Maishu Rabbeinu. He's in a teva, he's certain death. She rescues Maishu Rabbeinu and brings him to the palace. So Paroy, who's trying to fight Hashem's will, actually becomes a vehicle, and Paroy raises Maishu Rabbeinu, who defeats Paroy and takes the Yidna out. We have like simple. Cho- we have two choices in our life. God's will gets met. The question is: Are you going to be a reluctant fighter to God's will, or are you going to be a tzaddik and be a promoter of God's will? It's two. God's will is coming through me and you, whether we like it or not, because Hashem's will wins out. It's only a question: Are you going to be kicking and screaming or celebrating? Are you going to be a tzaddik and you're going to be a willing player in Hashem's will, or Parai, who's defying Hashem, he also is a tool of Hashem's will. But, nonetheless, so under Parai's watchful eye, he raises Moshe, thank you for us, and then Moshe saves the Yidden. Now Parai gets wind that Moshe killed the Mitzri, he gets nervous about this adopted son, he chases him to kill him, and Moshe flees Egypt. Aaron HaKoyen then runs Effie, the Jewish people. He is the emissary of Hashem Paroi, of Aaron HaKoyen, and Aaron HaKoyen running the Yidden. Hashem then tells Moshe Rabbeinu, it's time to go back to Mitzrayim, and you, Moshe Rabbeinu, are chosen to lead the Jewish people out. And Moshe Rabbeinu fights with Hashem for seven days, Begging Hashem, I beg you, I'm not worthy of this task. I'm not worthy. The Ramban explains to us at the core of Moshe's refusal. Remarkably, he's refusing the mission of Hashem. He fights with Hashem for seven days. God says, Moshe, I want you to go back to Mitzrayim and take the Yidna out. Maisha Rabbeinu remarkably fights Hashem for seven days. We're taught by the Ramban the secret of Moshe's refusal so he doesn't want to hurt his older brother. His older brother is leading the Jewish people and is told to come, you've been replaced Aaron. Aaron Akoyan, you're replaced. Your younger brother is now running the Jewish people. That is painful. And Moshe, in deference to the honor of his older brother, is refusing the mission. I don't want to come and lead the Jewish people and hurt my brother. I happen to be fascinated by this because people tend, in the sense of the big picture, millions of people, I don't want to go, it's going to hurt my brother. I've seen many schools throw out a buffer. They say, you're bad for the institution. We're thinking about the masses. You're a little bug here. I'm thinking big, you know. You hurt my institution. <laughs> here, like the greatest institution, the Jewish people. The great institution that ever was and will be. The Yedin, Hashem's nation. And in the construction of Hashem's nation, it's like, who's in the way? You're worried about what? If you follow our story from Rachel and Leah, and hear from Aaron and Moshe, our great one for seven days is defying Hashem. No, I don't want this task. It's going to hurt my brother. <speaking in> Shalach <Spanish> nabi says the Ramban. Please send my brother, I bet... I'm in... We're talking about a big institution, millions and millions of people. The most important institution ever founded on planet Earth, the Jewish nation. Hashem's people. And is like, I don't want this task. My brother's going to be insulted. I'm deeply moved by Maisha Rabbeinu's fight. What do you mean? Like your ass, something so big and large. Some of the worst in history, some of the most cruel things in the world were done. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter gave a visual. He said, how many people were run over because a Yid was running to kiss the Torah? You hear the visual, Yonatan? For a guy, for an artist like Yonatan will appreciate that visual. How many Jews were run over because an anxious Yid was running to kiss the Torah? Do you hear the visual cover? A guy sees the tire and he runs and he flattens four people on the way to kiss the tire. The picture, that picture is deep. That that I promise goes way beyond the shul. How many Jews will run over because some excited person wanted to kiss the tire? Don't run over anybody. Don't run over, kiss the tire, but walk around every yid on the way. is told you'll free the yidden. The long-suffering people that you care so much about that for years and years you felt their pain of and now free them. He should run. Where? Where do I go? Oh, free them. Go kiss the Tyre. Moshe Abenu says, One second. My brother runs the people. I don't want to run over my brother. Naira, no, He fights for seven days, I don't want to run over my brother. Your brother's feelings, are you serious? You, your brother's not going to feel great. Yeah, we're beating our brains in for 86 years. People are dying all over the place. Many deaths, cruelty, torture, and Maishu's heart's bleeding for his people. Is told, free the people, the masses. He says, I'm scared, I don't want my brother to feel bad. The one is not forgotten, the individual is not forgotten, and just because you're talking about masses, but one person is not lost. I've already thought about that. We, we, Baruch Hashem, learn together every single day. And I try my heart out not to miss this commitment. Baruch Hashem, we've been doing this for about 12 years. And it's very important to me not to miss this commitment. We learn together Musa every day. It's called Musa. We learn Tara every day together. I don't want to miss learning Tara with a I try not to miss Kemat no matter anything in the world. I try. Once in a bloom, when a Bachar has an early wedding, something, and I go to a guy from here's wedding, while I'm driving, I'm thinking, the chevron, the chevron, you're sitting here on a highway, but I think the chevron's only, there's the, the chevron's only one person, and I'm going to that guy's house and I'm on the way to your wedding right now. In in the masses, masses are only a lot of one people. It's just, there's a, there's a whole bunch of one guys. A mass is a person, is a person. There's grad the second one, there's, there's grad the another one guy this year. If you don't see one, there aren't anybody there. If you don't see one, nobody's there. It's not zero. It's one plus one, but it's one. You gotta see one. I'm fascinated. The greats, Meisher Rabbeinu's building of people. He doesn't run over one. If you want, it works me up when a yeshiva, a yeshiva look at a guy, and he sees an institution and stops seeing a person. You don't see anybody. Your for my. What's your institution? The bed for the walls. See, you sacrifice the guy, to, You put his blood builds your walls. There's a person, he's here. See him, work with him, and teach him. What's your institution, the building? Another one who's going to come later, he's not born yet. This is the one who's going to give birth to that one. See what's in front of you. And Myshe Rabbeinu doesn't want to go on this job because one person, his brother, is not going to feel gashmat. Now here, listen to a biblical window, my friends. This is like, Hashem, did you ever get the chance to like get to a great site and somebody lifts you up, like, and you want to see in, the three words in the Torah, and Hashem lifts us up to high places, and you get a glimpse into Godless, into greatness. It's like a stunning view. A lot of gedolim stories don't tell us anything. A story, you know, a gadol did this miracle, I went to him and he predicted and told me to buy this share and the stock went up. You learned nothing. That you don't, you didn't get, the best gadol story gives you a glimpse into greatness. You see the greatness of people, the great heights, with the shmaya, a person can climb. That's the best gadol story. We get three words, Yonatan, that Hashem gifts us MJ. Hashem loves us, and he gives us a window into Aaron Akain. Did you ever go to a Chasana where you have a younger brother getting married before his older brother? It's a little painful. The younger brother, Mazel Tov! tov! Everybody's dancing lebedek, And there's an older brother who's at the Chasana, and he's still single. Now the gracious older brother smiles nicely, and he's very gentle, and he's gracious, a class act. Could anybody say with honesty inside there's not a tinge of pain? Is any human being think... Now he's gracious. I have a friend whose older brother's funny. So at his chasna, he wore a thing around his neck and it said, amin. His older brother was single at his chasna. He had a chain around his neck and it said, amin. Could you guys laugh? I think that's funny. He said, Amen. He was obviously, people would say to me, Mir tz He just oh. befo- <laughs> So he had a chain around his neck that just said, Amen. Now, obviously, an older brother is going to be classy and gracious and has been asked, Rishos, do you mind? And the older brother gives permission. But all of us are intelligent and know that there's a place in him. It doesn't feel great. Here, Aaron HaKoyin's, the older brother... Who's running Klausro? And Misha has been given a mission. You're replacing your brother. Maisha got a Mitzrayim, and now you're taking over. You're coming. You've been away for decades, Misha. You're coming back to your people. You're saying, God sent me. I'm taking you out. Um, your brother's been leading us. Now it's my turn. I'm taking them out. So Misha's, Misha doesn't want to do this job. Hashem tells him three words. He says you underestimate your brother. I'm going to read the three words in Hebrew. You should know these words. Viraacha, Aaron going to see you, Maishu Beliboy. He's going to be happy in every part of his heart. There's not a human being saying, I'm happy for you. God is Meid, Hashem, who knows our hearts deep, deep, who knows mamish teeth in our hearts. Hashem is made. God testifies. Viracha Aaron's going to see you. Visamach Bilibai. To the depths of his heart, he's happy. He's completely happy that you were appointed to your job. He's happy for you. Says Rashi, Naira. says Rashi, Like Not like you think Maisha. She aimakhbid alakha will have Kipedas. He'll have some Tainas. Sha'ata you were appointed in charge. Not like you think. You think you can't you don't know what's in the heart of a person. See you Maisha, I understand. You think your brother Teeth Teefs can have a pang of hurt. Testifies God to the recess of his heart. he sees you with Samach He's completely happy that you were Allah that you were appointed. Could you imagine, Khevra? A guy's Rosh Shiva, and God Himself appoints his younger brother, Rosh Hashiva. Step aside, the younger brother's Hashiva. The window into an Aaron coin's Amuna, his faith. You talk about Midas, tavus Develop midas. You talk about emotions. That it's possible. We're, we get a window into gadlus. This is a lifetime of emunah. You need faith to know I have everything I'm supposed to have. You have to be Samayach Completely embracing your lot. And then another person gets their thing. Chazal have a statement. Ain adam no a person's not relevant but for what's meant for his friend, not a hair's breadth. What you get is meant for you. What I get is meant for me. Not a hair's breadth. Whatever I get, I'm supposed to get. And it's possible to have such real faith and such that your brother replaces you and you're completely, to the depths of your heart, God testifies, you're completely happy for your brother's love. Friend, ah, so happy for what you have. It's a breathtaking window. It's, it's hard to catch your breath. I'm afraid of heights. If I see heights, I start my knees start shaking. I have a fear of heights since I'm little. If I go near an edge, it's, it's an irrational fear of heights. I'm near a tall area. My knees get shaky. I start like seeing different... You can't breathe. I have a fear of heights since I'm little. I try to beat it. I try not to let it impact me. Because any fear, you want to fight it. But I have a fear of heights. This is like... This is like a window. This... I cannot... Can be afraid of heights from this. (laughs) Vira'ach (laughs) ha v'somach Hashem like lifts us up. A window into the great people. That Aaron HaKoyin is so developed... Mm-hmm. Emunah, tremendous madragus of Emunah, that he sees his younger brother, brother Ayla Ligdullah, and he's 100% as testified by God, just happy for his brother's Gedula, for his brother's appointment. I'm so happy for you. Completely satisfied for you. I'm happy. We find a very, if we think this was Aaron's behavior to Moshe, so there's a medrash that says Moshe behaved the same way to Aaron. Aaron HaKayan later on is granted an amazing z'chus to be Kayin Gadol. And that position carries with it that not only is he kain Gadol, but his son is Kayan, grandson, great-grandson, all the Kayinim are Kayinim today. And that position is given to Aaron, not Moshe. And Moshe Rabbeinu's children were not given Gedula. were not given greatness. And who is tasked with anointing Aaron, this great is my He anointed him with shemen, with oil on his head. Listen to this passage in Kapitel Kuf Lamed Gimel and Tillim. and Kapitel Kuf Gimel we're told He Matov Umanayim How good and wonderful sweet is it Shevis Achim Gam Yochad, Brothers being remarkably close. What's the example of the closeness of brothers? Kishemen Atoiv like good oil on the head, Yorid Azakin that flows to the beard, Zikan Aaron that flows on Aaron's beard. What's this referring to? Meisher Abenu anointed Aaron and poured on his head the Shem and Amishra, the oil that anointed him, the Kain and the oil flowed onto Aaron's beard. Now what is that shaykh the Pasuk's describing. Matoy v'manoyim sheves acham gam yochad. The beauty of brothers being close. Explains the medrash. Based on a medrash. There's a double lush. And it says like oil on the beard. The beard of Aaron. It's a double language. Like oil on the beard. The beard of Aaron. Says the medrash. It means the beard of Moshe Maishah Rabbeinu had such a love for his brother, when his brother, is pouring the oil on his head, and it gets on Aaron's beard, Maishah Rabbeinu's beard felt soaked. He was so excited for his brother, he literally felt his own beard was wet. The oil was on Aaron's beard, was soaked with oil. The great oil of being anointed, Koen Gadol, Maisha Rabbeinu felt his beard physically wet, it was his excitement for Aaron HaKoyin. Like oil on the beard, the beard of Aaron means like oil on Maisha's beard. Maisha Rabbeinu didn't have oil on his beard. He did. When he poured it on Aaron HaKoyin's head, and Aaron's beard was full of oil, Myshe Rabbeinu was so excited for his brother, he's like wiping off oil off his own beard. He felt like he had the wet beard. Such was, I picture if you need today, I apologize. You know, the winning coach, they dump a Gatorade over said, if you're so excited for the coach, your pash should feel wet. Your mamish feel drenched. You're so connected to his experience. That's what it means. Myshe Rabbeinu's beard was soaked. Such was, that's Hine Matovim Anoin Shebisach and Gam Yochad. How precious is it, two brothers who have such a care and a love for each other, that when Aaron Akoyan sees Misha appointed to the position that he held, the Ra'acha, he sees the Samach Belebai, he's 100% happy for his brother. When Misha Rabbeinu anoints Aaron to the job that by right should have been Misha's, But it's given to Aaron, Moshe Rabbeinu's beard felt wet. Such was his joy for his brother, his excitement for his brother, Shtelum. I want us to have awareness of such madrigas, to be aware, just to know about such madrigas. Of course, it's a lifetime of work. Of course, we're not there because we want to be there, but we have to aspire to it. And then we work with ourselves, we're human beings. How hard is it for us when somebody else gets honored? We're human. We have to hazard and validate our feelings and work with ourselves, but it's possible to come to such madregus of emunah, to such faith, to such a realness, to such a happiness with our lot that we're mammish happy with his success. No sense that he's taken from my success. So I wanted to share this amazing picture that Hashem gives us in Parashat Shemais. I wanted to share this with the Hebra. I want to do something difficult because I want to learn a story, Ellie, that you and I know well. It's a story that all of us know, but I feel because we know it, we don't learn it. Because I I know already, I know, tell me something new, we don't put our mind around it, and boy, are we missing. I want to share a story with you that I think all of us tend to look over. I wanna I want the visual, I want you to see how much it's part of your life. This is very much in my life. And I want it's, it's in all our lives, so let's, let's study this together. So I'm gonna try something hard. It's much harder to learn old stuff than new stuff. If we tell a new story, a new idea, we're all in. To learn something I heard already, the brain just, okay, 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 I got it, I got it already. So I'm gonna ask everybody to gather some strength to learn something we know already. Is Yehuda Greenblatt here? Yes he would come forward and play a beautiful song, it would give us strength to hear something that we know already. Come, what's Shmuel Vax. Come, come, come. Woo! Okay, now let's start. If everybody takes off coats, let's really start. the We need a song. No coats, Heber. all coats. This is obviously coat-free. Let's go, let's go. MJ, come. If the cool guys take off their coats, everybody will follow. Let's go, MJ. Let's go. Thank you. We're attempting a hard thing. We're going to learn an old thing. There's no way we'd ever be successful with a coat. It needs a warm song, and then we're going to attempt the hard thing. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coats and that song. I think we can we could try the hard, and I feel empowered. Rabbi say, Basya Bas Basya. Basia Bas Paroy, Bas <clears> The <throat> no, <I> daughter of Paroy goes down Lirchaitz alayor. She goes to the river to be reichetz, to bathe. Chazal tell us she was going to become a Gieris she was converting to become a Yid. She went to the river, to bathe in the Nile to become a Yid. She goes in there, she's going to be, to become a Giyaris. She's going into the Nile, and her servants are next to her on the beach, they're on the sand and she sees the box that Maisha Abenu, little Maisha's, has put into the box, and she sees the box in the suf. Vatishlach she sends out. Vatishlach is to send es amasa. Amasa either means her maid servant. She sent her shifcha. She sent her Shifcha on a job. Shifcha, could you please fetch? She saw a box in the river. Get it, get it, get it! She points and her Shifcha gets it. Rashi brings a second shot. That is Amasa means her hand. She sends her hand and takes the baby. Now what does it mean to send your hand? I'm a very visual guy. You ever send your hand on a job? Hand! Do you mind picking up this phone for me, answer? Do you send your hand on jobs? Why don't you just say that she sees the child? She takes it. She sends her hand on a task? What does it even mean to send your hand? She sends her hand. Isn't that a peculiar way of saying so we learn from the time we're kids, but I wanna I wanna I wanna relearn it, So from the time we're kids, we learn that she stretched as far as she can. She stretched as far as she could, and Hashem made a miracle. And Hashem made her hair, hand stretch much further. It was way out of reach. And Hashem made a miracle and brought my back. So she sent her hand as like a is in some like almost like a, th- this funny movement she made to the, to the Nile to reach for Maisha. It was way out and Hashem stretched her hand and she got Maisha Rabbeinu. That's what Tishlach is She sent her hand. Before I, I'm going to talk, I want to talk about this amazing scene of Basya Basparai sending her hand and Hashem making it stretch much further. I want to talk about that in in a couple of minutes, but I want to say first of all about sending somebody's hand, the visual of sending your hand. People very much, we have different parts to ourselves. We have a soul, we have have an eye, and we have an incredible body that's meant to serve our essence, our self. Very physical people just are limited, they become their body. They ignore a whole side that has shifas, that has aspirations and dreams. I was Zeche with my son Manny to be by the bedside of a big tzaddik before he was nifter in Sloan Kettering. And we got to speak to him for a half hour. It was a talk about a window into greatness. The way he spoke about his body was breathtaking. He spoke about his body. I once read from the altar of Kelm His son-in-law described his father-in-law, his son, the altar of Kelm's son, have Simcha Zissel of Kelm, his son described that his father, the way we are nice to an Ani. You ever saw a poor guy at a chasna and you give him money? That's how the altar of Kelm was to his body. His body was like this servant of his essence and he was nice to his body. He would give his body some treats just to take good care of his body. But he's so identified with his essence. I love the picture of she sent her body on a job. She said, hand, maybe fetch it. When my son and I were talking to this Sadik, he said to us that he thanks Hashem. He described that by nature he has a very weak body. He was born very sick. And he showed us his body, sick in his deathbed. And he said, I squeezed out of this body 11 svarim. He wrote 11 svarim. He traveled the world talking about Hashem. He was a person who saw his body as a tool. The body's him, but it was a tool for his essence to serve Hashem. And the picture of somebody becoming a Gyaris, finding their essence... And getting in touch with her essence. And at the moment she gets in touch with her essence, she becomes a gi'eress. She connects to Hashem in a meaningful way. How does she relate to her body? She sends her body on a task. Who sent the body? Her essence. I'm fascinated at the moment of gear, of conversion, how she relates now to her body. The body is hugely important. The body is beautiful. And the body is important. Our body is the greatest vehicle of our essence to serve Hashem. And take very good care of your body. Our bodies are wonderful. But there's an essence who controls our body. There's an essence. We are somebody controlling our body. We're a person. We're a person with dreams and aspirations and hopes who have a wonderful body. That's the only way, by the way, you can't put on film without your body. So take good care of your body. And the body's excellent. The body's excellent. I love, I personally love the nighttime shower. The nighttime shower, you say to your body, you were wonderful today, I'm so proud of you. You worked hard and then you hose down the horse. Excellent. I shouldn't say the horse, even the precious body, the prestigious, gewaldig body. We, we did all our mitzvahs. We only smiled because we have a body at summit. How do we smile at anybody? So give that precious body a shower. But the sense she, if, at the moment of gear that she sends her arm on a mission is a wonderful picture. But that's not really what I want to talk about right now. I want to talk about what happens, Hevra. She reaches as far as she could, and her hand stretches, she saves Myshe Rabbeinu, who then proceeds to alter history. And I want to say, Chevre, that this picture is so empowering. There are many things in our lives that all of us say, can I really? You think I can, is it possible? It's the story of all our lives, is do what you can, and Hashem stretches your arm. There's a Pasik, it's a Gemara Kedushan. The Gemara quotes this pasik at the end of Kedushin. Kaive Hashem. Those that hope Tashem, Yachlifu Kayak, get an exchange of power. Yalu Aver, they get a new limb, and all of a sudden they can fly like an eagle. They get new powers and new kaichas that weren't existing inside of them. Kaive Hashem, yochu Kayah. We have to know that we pray to Hashem, we trust in Hashem, we do what we can. We do what we can, and then Hashem makes miracles. I remember once, there was a Bakr in Yeshiva Steigen, and a yid said to me, that guy so Steigen, like what's pshat? What's, he couldn't believe it. I said, the pshad is because you're a smart mechanic and we're dumb in Waterbury. We're very dumb. And this guy, like a PhD in psychology, he had the guy uptight. why he can't, why he doesn't, why he won't. You're like such a chacham. To be in Chinuch, you have to believe in magic. You have to believe people can expand in ways that are illogical. Things that are impossible, madragas that shouldn't be and will never be, and it won't happen to us. And it's sometimes illogical, why should I take that little step? I should take that step because it's the only step I could take. Those that hope to Hashem, an exchange of power. We have to live this picture of Bas Pare. This picture should come to us all the time in our life. Bas Pare in her feeble, almost foolish attempt, almost foolish. I visualize Bas Pare like leaning out to grab Maisha, And the the passerby chuckling at the naive lady. What a naive person. <laughs> She's like leaning out to Maisha. It's the feeble, almost foolish attempt of leaning out to grab that tava that's so out of your range, that's so far from anything you can physically grab, and then Hashem makes a miracle, and her arm stretches, and miracle of miracles, she brings it in. This is the story of all of any intelligent, sophisticated person who wants Yeshua, Hashem. Who wants to see Nisim and wants to overcome all different deficiencies that all of us have. That all of us have in our lives. And the answer is always further than our arm can reach. It's always that way. It's always, any Nisayan means that it's out of my reach. It's not in my nature to do it. So therefore what? So therefore what? It's the story of the the one who takes us out of Mitzrayim. Maisha takes us out of all the borders, all the places we are stuck. Who, got, who accessed the Maisha only an arm stretching, way out of what it could stretch? Access is he who takes us out of our borders. Do you understand that? If you can't relearn that, you're in a lot of trouble. Just remember when we're stuck, we're mamish stuck in Mitzrayim, nobody gets out. It's impossible to get out. And we're taken out by a Moshe. Who accessed Moshe? How did we get a Moshe who brings us out of How did we get a Moshe who's the Shliach Hashem? Take my people out of their borders and out of being stuck. Somebody stuck out their hand in a place that was a feeble, almost foolish attempt. And their hand grew and they accessed Moshe. All of us in our lives, all we can do, all... We can't do more, our feeble attempts that don't reach, that never reach, that just can't because, because our tevas, we have a nature. The Gemara Kedushin says about our battle with an angel called the Yitzhara, Il ha-Kadosh without assistance from Hashem, I it's impossible to win. It's an enemy we can't win. You can't beat him. What you could just do is hope Tashem. You could pray, as all of us should have a lot of prayer. The main prayers should be for success in the battles of our life. The main prayers, physical prayers are wonderful, but the main prayers should be for the success in the main battles of our life. And of course, believing and then doing every attempt that we can in any way we could lie on the floor and stretch and lean and contort in ways that others will mock. I say, really? <laughs> That's funny. Like, you're reaching, you're stretching. You really now? And Kaive Hashem, those that hope to Hashem, y'achlifu k'yich. They get an exchange of power. Yalu e'bech and esharim. They get a limb, a new limb. that it's, it's not probable. It's not possible. Nobody ever thought it would come. And all of a sudden, go. they can go and they don't tire. They get a strength and a speed that never existed before. This is the story of anybody who wants to get out of Mitzrayim. To access he who takes us out of Egypt, this is what Hashem wants us to know. How did we get Moshe, who then brings us out? How did we get Moshe, who is the Shliach of Hashem, to, take, to deliver the messages of freedom to us? How do we get him? By somebody reaching their arm in a feeble, almost foolish attempt again. And then her arm miraculously stretches and she reaches he who then comes in and saves us. I think this picture, there's so many in, in our private lives, there's so many things that we say, really? You think we can? It seems so impossible. Just stretch. Just stretch. Lay out and stretch. Show Hashem you stretch. But stretch. But why are you stretching? Because that's all a human being can do. That's why you're stretching. She sees it. Why is she even stretching? People will laugh because she's keenly aware. Mitzrayim is a tough place to get out of. Only Hashem could do it anywhere. If you're so arrogant to think you do it, you never stretch. If you're arrogant to think it's you, you're limited. So what are you stretching for? It's, it's if you're arrogant. If you're not arrogant, then no, you can never reach. So then all a the human being ever does is a stretch. So then you stretch. That's all a human being ever does. The arrogant ones don't stretch like that. They don't stretch. Why would you stretch? Is it really worth the stretch? You'll never reach. You can't reach. That's when you think it's you. There are so many aspects in life that you and I can accomplish in our private life and for others that we can do if we're arrogant and think it's all us. I asked my father, Asha'il, about the yeshiva. So he said, Daniel, if you were a place that went by nature, then I would tell you, do this, do this. He said, you're not a place that believes in nature. You're a place that's about miracles. Just believe and trust in Hashem and just rely on supernatural. Hashem, those that hope Tashem, Yachhlifu get an exchange of power. They get superhuman things, unnatural things happen. They stretch a little, they're on the floor. Whenever you can see yourself as Basya stretching on the floor, and you say you're crying Tashem, your mom is pleading. I know this is ridiculous, Hashem. But look, I'm stretching. Then and there, there and then is when a person sees Yahlifu an exchange of power. They see things that are supernatural, that are not typical. They can fly and travel and go in ways that are supernatural. I think this picture that we learn from, we're little kids, we see the medrash, but I'm not sure if we see the medrash. I'm not sure if we fully embrace it and engage it and understand how relevant it is to yours and our lives. So I want to share this medrash and tell us all in the fights of our life that seem out of our hands and often seem like, is my effort really worth it? Just lie down and stretch. Get that angle, that funny angle that gives you like the longest way you can stretch out your hands. I picture Bastia like lying and people are watching this funny lady reaching out like contorting her body to reach some place she can never ever reach. And that's how she, that's all she does. And then Hashem makes this miracle. She reaches the Teva and brings in the person who brings us out. And I think that's the only path out. The only direct path to getting out of all the mitzvahim, all those borders that lock us all in, is this picture. It's the only way out. And then the question becomes, try to contort your body and stretch. And then see, Hashem will do the rest Hashem Hashem stretches and builds and gives and adds powers and abilities that i I never saw that in me i never we, ne- we never saw that whoever saw that, whoever thought about that till we lie down. we never saw our arm go so long, never Basya couldn't believe her arm she, she never knew she had such a such a long reach, amazing reach, such azar reach. Mamisha, the reach of a giant. Her hand went and went and went. She saw a reach that never existed in her. Please visualize that, my friends. And then stretch. Have an excellent day. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other Sheerim on many topics or to hear an eon shear on any daffin shas, including my arm on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call two oh three three one two SHAS, that's two oh three three one two seven four two seven, or email info at shasilluminated.org.